0: Hello and welcome to Droughtcast. This is the podcast that keeps you informed on the drought situation across England and Wales. This is brought to you by CCW, the Consumer Council for Water. My name is Mike Keel. It's the 29th of June, 2023. Coming up on this edition of Droughtcast, we are going to be joined by James Pope from the Met Office to tell us how dry it's been this June. Plus, we're joined by Karen Gibbs to tell us the latest from the National Drought Group. Plus. Cath Jones will be joining us to tell us the situation with water companies across England and Wales. So stay listening to Droughtcast. So first on Droughtcast, we're going to check in on how dry it's been, and we're joined by James Pope, who is a climate scientist at the Met Office, to tell us about June. It's been uh, hot and dry June, but just how hot and how dry has it been? James is here to tell us more. So James, welcome to Drycast. Um, Thanks for joining us. Just how dry has it been in June?
1: Thanks for having me, Mike. So for England and Wales so far to June, which is the 26th of June is the up-to-date record that I have, we've had 39.6 millimetres of rain, which is about 56% of what we'd expect compared to the average for the period 1991 to 2020.
0: And it's been a hot month too. How hot has it been?
1: Well, obviously, we're still waiting to finalise the final figures, but we're looking at this being that June 2023 is provisionally on course to be the UK's hottest June on record. The previous record was 1940 um, and obviously June 1976 was, was infamous for being very warm as well. So we're looking like setting a new record this month.
0: Of course, droughts aren't just affected by by one month's rainfall, so looking further back, what's it been looking like in terms of this longer-term rainfall?
1: If we go back to December 2021, so the start of the 2021-22 winter, and we come through to the end of May this year, we've had roughly 91% of the rainfall we would have expected in that period. Um, Obviously, the summer, last summer, summer 2022, stands out just 62% of the expected rainfall fell in that month. But even the spring of that year, 76%. And there've been some really stark uh, regional differences. So Wales had a particularly dry spring uh, in 2022. East Anglia was very dry last summer. But sort of conversely, Scotland has been um, the area that's been much drier in recent months. And obviously, there was recently in the news about Loch Ness struggling with water levels. So There's a a lot of regional variability as well.
0: So obviously, the southwest still have problems. What's the uh, what's the rainfall record looking like for that part of the country? If
1: we go back to the start of 2022, January 2022 was a particularly dry month in the southwest, just 45% of our expected rainfall, and this pattern continued particularly through the spring of 2022. um, April, March, April, May were all below average, and obviously these. These patterns got really exacerbated in the summer. July of 2022, just 23% of the expected rainfall um, and 29% in August. So you can start to see that the problems started to to grow in the region. And while September, October, November were above average, there was sort of an awful lot of of preconditioning done, a lot of loss of water um, from the system.
0: So a lot of catching up to do in the southwest basically
1: yes and similar to the rest of the country in that respect that sort of dry seasons through the spring and the summer of 2022 meant that even though the autumn was wetter than average we still ended up somewhat behind the line we'd like to be at
0: so the conditions that we've seen over the last year and a half are, are conditions we are likely to have to go and get used to going forward
1: in part Our expectation for the future is that we will see warmer, wetter winters and hotter, drier summers. So a bit more of a divergence in our rainfall with it, more of it occurring in the winter and less of it occurring in the summer. Although... We also do expect to see uh, an increase in the sort of the convective summer rainfall that you associate with thunderstorms, but that is obviously more of an impact for those concerned with um, urban areas and uh, the occurrence and severity of surface water flooding. So that's
0: undoubtedly going to have some implications on the way we collect rainfall for public use, and I know that's not your area of expertise. But
1: yes, and it's an interesting question, I, I think, going forwards as to how how the change in seasonality, um, because as well as as well as a decrease decrease in that summer precipitation, that summer rainfall, we also have evidence um, from our projections that we'll actually see that summer weather type extend into the autumn. So we might see somewhere between a four to 12% decrease in autumn rainfall as well, because autumn, particularly September, becomes more like summer conditions.
0: So a shortening of the autumn season. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, James. Thank you for joining us on Droughtcast.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: So that was James Pope from the Met Office and in summary it's been a dry June and looking back at the last 18 months some parts of England and Wales have been incredibly dry and are still struggling to catch up. The National Drought Group is a group that brings together all the main parties involved in drought management. This includes major players such as agriculture, energy, water, government, and regulators and there are separate drought groups for England and Wales and they meet monthly. Karen Gibbs, who's CCW's water resource expert, joins us now. She sits on both drought groups in England and Wales. Karen, welcome to Droughtcast. Hello. What's the latest from the drought groups?
2: Well the Welsh Drought, the Ozon Group, met earlier on in June, and the biggest news there was that Natural Resources Wales has moved the whole of Wales into what's described as prolonged dry weather status. That means that because of the lack of rainfall that they've had so far this year, they're seeing environmental impact and particular concerns around the um, farming sector as well, hence the change in status. There's no current risk to water supply, but The environmental damage uh, in terms of wildfires and fish kills are clearly beginning to cause a lot of concern and uh, Natural Resources Wales are having to act on that.
0: So that's the latest from Wales. What's the situation in England?
2: It's a little bit more mixed in England, given that we know that we've got some companies like in the southwest and in the southeast that have restrictions in place at the moment. Other parts of the country are tending to be in a slightly better position than they were this time last year. Um, But, you know, clearly the environment is impacted by the lack of rainfall and these very hot temperatures. And as we've seen in June, that is beginning to have an effect on the environment. And it's important that we take those impacts into
0: account. So we heard earlier on Droughtcast from the Met Office in terms of the historical rainfall record. I believe the National Drought Group got an update from the Met Office on what the immediate weather prospects are?
2: Yes, I mean, looking at next month, so as we go into July, which tends to be, you know, the the sort of peak of the summer, it's looking as though for the next week or so, it's likely to be more unsettled than we've seen so far and the chance of some rainfall, although it's unlikely to be particularly heavy or prolonged. But there is a chance that as we go further into July, the temperatures will start to rise again and we will go into another dry period. So the National Drought Group obviously plans on the basis of planning for the worst case scenario, if you like, but clearly hoping, hoping for the best.
0: Thank you, Karen. And thank you for joining DroughtCast. Thank you. So what does all this mean for people? We're joined now on DroughtCast by Kath Jones, who's CCW's head of company engagement. Kath, thank you for joining DroughtCast. Which companies currently have hosepipe bans bands in place?
3: Hi, Mike. As Karen mentioned, there are restrictions in place in the southwest and the southeast. So in the southwest, it's southwest water who have a hosepipe ban in place across Cornwall and more recently across parts of Devon. And in the southeast, southeast water has a hosepipe ban in place for parts of Kent and Sussex.
0: So two companies there. So let's just focus on the south-west for a moment. How long have they had bans in place for?
3: Yeah, the Southwest is interesting in that Cornwall has had a hosepipe ban in place for nearly a year now, um, as there is a drought in the region. Most of England and Wales saw enough rainfall across winter to um, mean there weren't droughts in place, but that's not been the case in the south-west. So Cornwall has a hosepipe ban still in place and has done for nearly a year. However, the Devon ban was introduced in April so it's relatively new.
0: So what are Southwest Water doing to support their customers? I mean, this is quite a significant issue for them, given the duration of their hosepipe ban. So so how are they helping their customers?
3: Yeah, Southwest Water have got lots of information leaflets up around the area encouraging you to save water in really simple ways, shorter showers, turn off the tap when you brush your teeth. They've also got an amnesty on leak repairs. So they will come and fix a leak, whether you are a domestic household, whether a business, um, they'll come and do that for free for you. Um, and there's water saving devices that you can get from the company, such as water butts and Tap aerators that'll help.
0: So, there's a range of things being done by Southwest Water there. So, moving from the Southwest to the Southeast, the Southeast Water Ban is much more recent and it's slightly unusual because there is enough raw water in that area. Can you just tell us a bit more about that?
3: Yeah, the Southeast Water Hose Pipe Ban is unusual in that it is because of demand. So, um, the company saw really high levels of water use across a hot weekend in June. It has triggers that say if you see those high levels of usage persistent across a period, they'll bring in a house pipe ban. So it's not about the raw water. They've got plenty of raw water, but what they can't do is clean it up, turn it into drinking water and get it into our pipes at the speed that's needed to meet that demand.
0: So customer demand is a real issue. How are cities Water... Helping the people that they serve to use less water.
3: Yeah, similarly to Southwest, they will come and find leaks for you, and in some places help you fix them. And they've also got lots of water saving gadgets. If you have a look at their website, um, just Google "save water," and there's some free water saving devices available there.
0: So support if you need it from Southeast Water. We'll put the uh, links to the websites in the show notes for Droughtcast. Kath Jones. Thank you very much for joining us on Droughtcast.
3: Thanks, Mike.
0: And that was Kath Jones there telling us what the situation means for your public water supply. If you have any questions on drought, we'd love to help you find the answers. And this could be anything from what host pipe bans mean for you to the impact of drought on nature or the underlying causes on drought. Email your questions to podcast at ccwater.org.uk and we'll endeavour to answer them on future shows. While the focus of Droughtcast is drought, there are many good reasons to save water all year round, drought or no drought. If you want tips or encouragement to save water, then our sister podcast, Waterfall, is for you. Each week, expert guests share their insights on why we should value water. And it's packed full of practical advice on how to save water. You can find Waterfall on most podcast players. And that's all we've got time for today on this edition of Droughtcast. Thanks to all our guests on this very first edition of Droughtcast. We'll be back in two weeks' time with all the latest drought news, so don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Thanks for listening.